0: I want to... You <laughs> swear you're not doing Tusk. I'm doing Tusk. Again? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. We gotta do. You gotta do something else than Tusk. We already did Tusk. You know what? How about you stop looking at my computer and just paying attention to the podcast? I'm, j- I'm just, I'm just like trying yeah. to bring out fresh stuff. I know, I know what everyone's going to say. He's going to be like, he's talking about fucking Tusk again. Yeah, maybe I want to. It's an underrated movie. Well, yeah, but we already did Tusk. Okay. I'm just... I just told you I'm leaving it on here so you don't see what my movie is. Okay, watching you, (laughs) Mr. Walrus lover you. (laughs) Okay, Mr. Tusk, now fight for your survival. (laughs) Let's see if you're a real walrus. Welcome back to the bug Record Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm <laughs> <To> Mr. Dusk. <laughs> and the only podcast in the world where the love of horror movies meets the culture of punk rock. And today... He said it right we're we're, we're we're here to remind you... Happy Pride Month, everyone. Yeah. It's June. Happy, happy Pride, Pride Month. Happy Pride. We're late to the game on that, but hey, yep. happy. I mean, we talked a lot about it on the last episode, but honestly, like, it's still... It, no, we talked Pride about month. how I fucked up not realizing that it's I Pride know. Month. When I could have totally, like, equated <laughs> it to Pride Month. I know. I was, like, what, waiting for you to say something about it. I was like, is, does he really not know? <laughs> I totally like, it's forgot. all over fucking Facebook. I, I totally forgot. It's not, like, a malicious thing I forgot. It's just, <laughs> I fucking no. forgot. Like, I was dumb. <laughs> I had a pure dumb moment. That was, like, that was pure grade dumbness coming from this head over here. <laughs> but happy Pride Month, everyone who's in their Pride parades uh yeah fucking yeah down with the straight pride parade the real pride parade yeah straight pride parade people you need to get the fuck up yourselves you don't need a parade seriously we already tweeted about this that it's asinine and unneeded yeah so get the fuck over it like we got us straight folk have enough going for us yeah we don't need a a pride time it's like just a, every day basically every day is like yeah. fuck man just come on let like it. this whole month and you know what Pride Month, like, yeah, it's, you know, for the LGBTQ community. Right. You know, it's it's honestly just for acceptance. And man. if you've like, ever gone if, to any of those parades, man, like... Dude, I went to Pride, like... They're so accepting. Yeah, I went to Pride two years ago. I was a, It was a great time. Yeah. People were super freaking nice. Everyone was awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, it, yeah. I just... I don't know, man. Just, like, the, the hate is just so dumb. And it's unneeded. It's, like... It doesn't affect my life. Yeah. Like, someone being, their, you know, their choice of sexuality. No, I, I get you, man. Like it doesn't affect me personally, so why would I care? You do you. If it yeah. makes you happy, do you. Yeah. Like, be yeah. your just, own person, man. Be proud of it. Be Why proud. are we being so dumb? That's <laughs> the question. Why are we being so dumb? Pretty much. And talking but, about things, why are we being so dumb? We're going to jump into things we love and hate this week. This is the segment of the show where we talk about everything we love and hate. We basically pick something that's happened that we've witnessed or been through in the past day, week, or month, and we're going to talk about yep. it and why one thing we love and one thing we hate. Yep. So, uh, who went first last time? I went first last time. Did you? Yeah. You sh- what did I even hate last time? Because I would, the time before that, we did the whole super deep one. You're right. Yep. So you went first last time. Yep. So I'll go first this time. Yay! Yay! Figured it out. I'll, why I like how we always figure out in the middle of the episode been, when, like, all we have to it do It keeps is us like, authentic. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's... Uh, all we have to do is just be like, why don't we listen to the, last epi- the beginning of the last episode just to make sure before we start recording. that's yeah, too much work. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, we're divas. We figure it out as we go. I know. We like being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, uh, the thing I fucking hate this week... Like, and it's the dumbest fucking. First off, um, if we're making. If Colorado has made the headlines, at least our Nine News department has made the headlines in any other state besides Colorado, I'm going to apologize for my state's stupidity right now. Not everyone here in Colorado is a fucking dumbass. Most of us have our shit together and we're really cool. But some of us get mad about gay flamingos. So, (laughs) basically, what happened is that Nine News. Covered uh, covered a story about how there's two male flamingos here at the Denver Zoo who got relocated to the same enclosure together because they love each other mm-hmm. and, or they prefer each other's company. And there was pushback on Nine News for covering that, like people like sending really like worded things, basically very homophobic like statements about two flamingos who love each other. Being in the, the same enclosure, being like, oh, why are you posting this, you know, th- this gay agenda stuff? And, like, mm-hmm. Kyle Clark, the news anchor basically came on as just, like, and he talked to everyone basically saying, how does this affect you? Yeah. This isn't going to, like, y- y- are you worried about your bird turning gay? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not, like, if your bird at home is going to be fine. You're gonna be fine. And like, he was tearing people. He did it really well. He responded very professionally well. But I'm gonna be more angry for his sake and just say, what the fuck is everyone's problem? It's a goddamn pair of flamingos. Who gives. (laughs) They're fucking beautiful to look at. We can acknowledge it. Hell, we can maybe even go so far as to make a gay joke with them being pink flamingos, two males loving each other. But to go so far as the fact of being like, Oh this is awful that my whole world is ru- ruined. Oh god, I might as well murder my wife and kill myself. Like, fuck off. It's just two goddamn flamingos. You're gonna be fine. The Broncos are still gonna suck this year. Get over it. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't go that far. So. Okay, the Broncos are going to do moderate this year. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I know you don't care about sports ball, but I do. Hey, I like baseball, but all you can't right. deny my statement on Broncos. Just say no, I agree. They're going to be mediocre. Like it's <laughs> just I whatever. I want to be pleasantly surprised this year. That's all I'm saying.
1: Point point anyway, fucking me. Is well, that know, their fucking Fabigos, Fum- f- man? Yeah,
0: just to add on to that. You know, more than likely, like close to 100% of the people that are bitching about it would have never known there were two male flamingos. <laughs> like, if they went to the zoo that day and saw that exhibit, they wouldn't be like, that's two fucking male flamingos. Becky, go get Tommy. We need to get out of here. There's, like, you know, doing that whole entire thing. There's no way. Now like, if the, that was never touched on, they'd go and be like, oh, look at the two flamingos love each other. Now I have this, like, image of, like, two, <laughs> a, like, ignorant guys just, like, at the flamingo enclosure at the Denver Zoo just be like, oh, I'll tell you what, Jim Bob." Before we know it, them gays are gonna be turning all our our flamingos gay. And look at them! Look at them two male flamingos! I tell you, they're 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 are they're too friendly on each other. And the other guy's just like, "Whoa, well, well, hey there, Tucker. How do you know that they're two males?" Well, you see, Jim Bob. If you look at them, and like he actually goes to an anatomy, breaking down the anatomy of like a flamingo and how he knows. I'm like, Hey god damn it, if that happens, you know, I swear to God, I'm gonna send an angry email. I'm not coming to this zoo anymore." <laughs> You know what's even the best part about that? What if the guy was smart enough to know about the anatomy of a flamingo? Yeah, he wouldn't be hating on two gay flamingos. He'd be like, "It's fucking whatever." Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking... and, and, and you know, I was thinking about other drive up here because we're recording in Fort Collins. I was thinking about the drive up here. I am like, you know, I wanna, I want, I wonder how many people get mad at two flamingos being in the same enclosure. But laugh when they see two male dogs helping each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's so dumb. Like, honestly, like. Like, so from the bottom of my heart, um, Colorado isn't always the stupid, but I do apologize for the stupid people in our state. Yeah. And like, so, like, into accompany us, like, your point on that, too, I saw the greatest tweet ever. Oh, yeah. It was like, how is teaching our children about, you know, all the different types of sexuality going to make them gay? It he was like, how's that going to make them gay? I learned about uh, World, like, War World War II and everything, and I don't want to go invade Poland. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like yeah. yeah. right? Like, uh, good point. It's a yeah. good point. Because that reminded me of the thing that I hate. I totally yeah. changed to what I actually wanted to talk about on it. But you uh, could do the uh, thing anyways, you love. So, anyways. So, the thing I love, and I don't know if I'm ever forever going to have a good theme for me to review it. I'm going to hope it comes up. But I, I actually really love Straw Dogs. Yeah. Like, cause we we're t- cause we we're talking about like guilty pleasure movies this yeah. week, right? And, like Straw Dogs, the remake, the one with Alexander Skarsgård and James Marsden, yeah, is arguably a guilty pleasure movie. Cause like, there's one there. So a good chunk of the movie, like, follows. Uh, I always forget his name, but he was Dracula and Blade Trinity. Yeah. Um. And so he I, guess played, I could look it up because I'm like literally right on IMBD. Yeah, I'm doing it right now too. But so he plays a, a man who's mentally challenged. Yeah. In in the well, don't don't talk too much about it. Just because. like well, no, we this might is, be able to do it. Well, like so, but like he plays. I won't like give it away. But he plays a mentally challenged man. Uh, Dominic Purcell. That's it. Dominic yeah. Purcell. He plays a mentally like uh, challenged man in in the movie, and he like Dominic Purcell is a really great actor. Um, it's just such a weird role for him to play because he just—it's yeah. not—he's it's like he's on the cusp of doing the role just right, and it kind of pulls away from the whole movie itself. But I—I I love you the never movie. go full retard. <laughs> 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 but like, so he plays, uh, but yeah, but it doesn't focus on him; it focuses on James Marsden. And like I just really love Cyclops being in a horror movie. Yeah. Cuz I think he has a lot of chops for like a horror film career. Yeah. Um, and I just I just like the movie. It's a good revenge story. It's not as brutal as like I spit on your grave. Yeah. And it was just kind of I just and I just loved watching it. And it was like one of those rare moments where I could actually sit down, not worry about anything going on in the world and just watch a horror movie and just kind of be myself in that moment. And I just yeah. love that. I love that I was able to do that. It's a really weird thing to love, but it, again, it's why it's called things we love and hate. Mm. So yeah, I, I guess I would say if you have that movie, find that movie and, and watch it now. But yeah, those are things I love and hate. Cody, what do, do, do you it. love and do hate? It this do it now. Do it now. Um, uh, the thing that I, so what I love, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's my mom. I love my mom, um, because she's she has done a lot for me. Lately, and I'm not saying she never does anything for me. She does a lot for me, um, anyways, and she's she's the greatest. But I just have to say, like, the thing that I love about my mom <coughs> is I was having a really really hard week this week. So like, I saved up a bunch of because my birthday's coming up on the twentieth, and I saved up a bunch of money um, to I want to either gonna get finish either get my like um, Haunter tattoo to finish off my ghost theme on my arm. Or I was gonna start my comic book theme and get my and finally get uh, Captain America tattoo. Right. For my birthday, I saved up all this money, but like all this stuff kept coming up with my car. And then I, and then yesterday, I was just I don't know what it was. I was just having such a rough day, and I got to work, and my car key bounced out of my pocket. Like because I guess I just barely put it into my pocket. I thought I stuffed it in more, but it got locked in my car. And so I had to call a key. Uh, uh locksmith to come get my key out of my car and it was like two seconds worth of work and it cost almost cost me 200 bucks and that was the rest of my money and i didn't even have enough to cover it all and the guy was like it's cool man like just like i'll just take what you got and it just like really just fucking destroyed me because i was like that was all my birthday money because like i had to spend almost um two like over 200 bucks on my car earlier in the week and then i spent another like and then I had to spend that, which was just stupid money. It was wasteful money because, like, it was just something stupid as my car key falling out of my pocket. And I called my mom and I was just like freaking out, telling her how, like, I lost all my birthday money that I saved up over the couple, past couple months over, like, all these different little things. And she was just awesome and sent me um, an early birthday present. She sent me a uh, 400 bucks for my birthday. Bro, man. And, like, it just really helped out. Because I had no... That was my gas money and everything was just gone. So, like, I just... I love my mom. She's the best. Aww. So, yeah. <laughs> we love our moms. <laughs> hmm So, if you have a mama, go hug your mama. <laughs> hug your mama today. Tell tell you love her. We know this is, like, right after best. Father's Day. Still love your fathers, too. But go hug your yeah. mom, too. Oh, that, too, man. I'm not even going to be able to see... Uh, I... I'm working 17 hours straight on fucking holidays day. I don't even going to celebrate it this year. It's a crime. And I'm just I'm super upset about it. Do you want to vent about that? We can vent about. It. No, we probably shouldn't have vent about no, that. No, it's all right. I'm just it's just how life works. Um, but the thing I hate you talking about, you know, we're talking about the gay agenda and then that tweet about World War 2. Yeah. The thing that I hate and I think is one of the worst things ever and I and I hope it's a fake post cuz I didn't have time to read over it more but I saw a post that YouTube is removing all all of it all the videos Oh, and yeah, na- the Nazis? Yeah. Like not not just like so you know the shitty alt right people. Like those videos I believe should get taken yeah, like down unless the, they're like- documentaries but the documentaries about Nazi, uh, Nazis, like, that, you removing, like, I know I was like, like, right now I was like, well, are you trying to defend Nazis, Cody? No. They're removing World War Two documentaries about Nazis yeah. Nazis and Hitler and all of that stuff. And the thing is, is like, we can't erase our history. Right. We need to remember our history. And that's one of the worst things you can do is trying to erase the past because not only are right now we're already repeating history right now with like all of our hate towards the lgbtq community you know like, what? and then just our hate against even minorities still and then all the shit with like that trump's doing it's just we, it's stupid like don't we have to remember our history so we can be better yeah i you and know i just I, regressing yeah. and it's you saying me you're off, saying you man. know i i hear you man you're doing it <laughs> it's just one of those things it's like just be better like watch those videos remember what our history was and be a better person not to repeat that like that's what we need to do as a society and we're trying and right now everyone's trying to erase it and like i know youtube's doing it partly because of like the super pc culture that we're in right now right like you know i'm all for it. like if something offends you like yeah it's a it like really offends you to a personal core like someone coming up to you and calling you like the the fag word um, I just, I don't know. I can't say the F word cause it's like that. Yeah, it's fucked, but you know what I mean? Like, I you think know, you can say it as given, like, you slurs, yeah, slurs. Yeah. Like gay slurs. Like gay slurs or, um, race slurs, like any of that stuff. Someone's like doing shit like that or like being proud of being a Nazi and stuff like, yeah, yeah that's offensive and that needs to be talked about and fixed. Yep. yep. But like taking down documentaries and all that kind of stuff yeah. that's teaching us like the history, it's like. Why? Why are, we try- Why are all these things trying to dumb us down and stuff? It's like, we need to be, as a people, we need to be better. We need to learn that so we can grow. Well, you know, and it's like, it's so, yeah, they can make the argument. It's like, well, we're trying to, like, erase, like, a bad part of history. Sure, maybe that in but itself has... But those are has, what we need to remember. Well, but they're, at the same time, you're also erasing a whole race's history. Like, yeah. the, the Jewish uh, people, like they're proud of their people they're proud of you know who they are because they went through so much shit yeah like in you know way back in egypt and and now here in world war ii in germany like they're you know they they still survived um and to erase that history can also be seen as really disrespectful to them yeah Um, it's just like come on man like be smart well i mean even for native uh, i'm not trying to like push an agenda here but just to make in comparison yeah. like in the native community too like um we always have to like remind people like what happened to you know native land and what yeah. happened to a lot of native people because everyone always forgets always forgets you know yeah. how america came to be and they never include the tragedies and the genocide that our people go through and are still going through today yeah um you know and it's it's too Obviously, we're not happy about the, all the bad shit, but no, but people need, need to, to be reminded. Yeah, you know, because that's part of my culture. Like, I come from a Jew, um some Jewish heritage, yeah, and then I also come from Native heritage, and I know I come from German heritage, and it's just like, but I want to like believe that like the the horrors of my ancestors can be fixed because I know about them. But it's part of your heritage. Yeah. That's the like, thing. I'm not saying I have no idea if I have Nazi heritage because I know nothing past my grandparents. Right. My family doesn't talk about our past that much. I don't know Maybe why. Maybe that's the reason why. Could be, man. Well, I know on my, mom, my dad's side it's because we don't know who my great-grandfather is. So we have no idea from my, my grandma's dad. And uh, I've never heard about my grandpa's supposedly. parents. Supposedly. Yeah. Well, no, he was a sailor of the night. My great-grandma ran a brothel in Hawaii. Uh, keep secrets. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but, like, but yeah, it's just one of the things. Like, we can't erase history. It's like, yeah, we have a lot of dirt in our past, and we're going to have a lot more from what's going on now. But we have to remember these horrible things so we don't repeat them in the future. Agreed. So it's just, like, it's yeah, just and- one of those things. Like, don't don't do that. It's the extreme pages that are like promoting it. Yeah, like that. Like that. Like makes we sense. said, the alt right videos; those can be taken down because that's super hateful. Like that Alex Jones show. What was that called? Yeah, I don't remember. Is crazy, crazy guy stories goes about, crazy. Yeah, it's stories from a jackass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that <laughs> but, makes sense. Yeah, but but on a lighter note, I just want to talk about one more thing that I love, and I just thought is the greatest thing because I <laughs> read that. So I shared that post about the alligator with a knife in its skull. it was just swimming around Texas. And I was like, this is the most metal thing ever. Well, I read the article about it. And it was just so funny. Because that alligator is part of a small little community of alligators that live in this cul-de-sac. Yeah. With all these people. And the people feed them like pigeons. Oh, my God. Like, these alligators are so, like inscribed in this neighborhood that's what happens when you and, fuck up an ecosystem well the alligators are fine they're human friendly like they just chill with the people yeah because they're conditioned to yeah no I know but it's just really funny because the woman was like the late, cause the whole neighborhood was def- like saying this is disgusting that someone purposely stabbed this alligator but then the scientists went like yeah that didn't do shit to the alligator because the alligator's brain is in a certain spot on its skull and its skull is so thick yeah. That it doesn't even know that the knife is in there anymore. It doesn't acknowledge it. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, that's why you see even like when Steve... Sorry, I'm interrupting. I was gonna say, because to kill an alligator by... To truly harm an alligator by stabbing in its skull, you have to know exactly the right part and how much pressure to put because an alligator's skull is so thick and its height is so rough that it doesn't do anything. Yeah. So unless you're a professional, know where to go to kill an alligator, like... It's not doing anything So I just laughed Because this lady's was like That poor thing That alligator's just like Whatever that Makes me look tougher For all these bitches out here <laughs> <laughs> Like you Wanna try and stab me I'll take you down <laughs> They call me Old knife in the skull McGee Yeah so <laughs> That was just something I thought was really fucking cool You know what though like But it's just like Like uh, To be fair I mean <laughs> I guess like If I had a gay alligator Come up out of me nowhere I would freak out well she I don't know someone if someone hunted go... it down That's what the lady was oh, saying in the thinks... article oh, That okay. someone purposefully Went at the alligator With a kitchen knife and I'm like you know I don't think that was on purpose It was probably like some tourist or something Or a visiting family member yeah. Which is like what the <laughs> like, yeah. And just freaked the fuck out And the alligator was just like Whenever I know when I'm not wanted, I'll be back later. <laughs> Karen, you better have that chicken ready. To <laughs> be like... fair though, that's like also like why Steve Irwin and a lot of those you know, like crocodile alligator hunters, yeah, like would like pull back whenever they swing their head. It's not only just because they're trying to avoid getting their ass bit, <laughs> yeah. but because that skull is so thick. <laughs> I know, like I don't want to get head butted by an alligator, just because that won't feel good at all. <laughs> and if you're someone who, uh, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not even going to continue with that joke. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it was just, that was a pfft joke. But hey, I'm going to see that movie Crawl from Sam Raimi. I want to see that know, so bad. Man. It looks so good. Sam Raimi's got to do good out there. Yeah. It's got to go. He's, it's gotta be good. It's going to be good. It's alligators. It's, <laughs> alligator. it's going to be fucking rad. It's Sam Raimi hamming it up with alligators. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> That's so... how alligators eat in my mind. You go, this tastes so good. Person. But yeah, but yeah, so... Alright, let's fucking yeah. let's move on. Oh, and one more time, I want to give a huge shout-out... Um, oh, my God. Ro- uh, to Robbie and Anthony for coming on with that awesome interview. I hope you guys loved that interview. We had such yeah, a Yeah, that time. was a blast, dude. Yeah, like, that's that's our, like... And the fact Ryan that... ...combined something we love this week. Oh, God. I can't believe, like, I was able to talk... Talk, like fucking robbie into doing Michelangelo. yeah like, i'm really it's happy so, about that like and it's not I, like i really time, talked him into it i just asked him it was what? just funny because you were d- me and you were both like wanting to ask him and he's like fuck it i'm going for it and we're like both like fangirling like is he gonna do it please do it and he's is like, he like oh of course it? totally I'm and i'm like oh god and robbie he, and he did it i was just so happy it was great but no and just like and also just hearing how much him and like Anthony love doing movies together, oh, love the band, and just like you know what was so how cool? all these are passion projects for him. Like and it doesn't was, matter. Oh man, that was such a cool moment too because it's just like it was just like me and you, dude. With yeah. anyone else, like anyone who comes to, who comes up to us and actually talks to us about horror movies outside of the podcast, like it's just like the same. You know, Robbie and Anthony talk to us the same way as we talk to everyone else. Yeah, and it was just such a cool, like surreal moment because it's like. They're huge because of the Sharknado movies, and also because of like Robbie's like voice uh, acting catalog, and just like fucking sorry. You might start hearing some really loud meowing because I need to calm my cat. The the go on. the pain the cat. No, it's yeah. cool, man. Uh, but just like just them being so cool, and just like talking about horror movies, talking about Sharknado, and just like talking like they were just Gatches. Like, you know, it was just cool, man. Like it was yeah. fucking surreal. It was, it was. a surreal it was moment. Really su- Especially for me, man, because you know how much I love those fucking oh, yeah. I, movies. Oh, yeah, I you were so excited. You are like, oh, I don't what <laughs> to do, I don't what do, I do do, I don't, I don't, I don't love your movies. <laughs> like, it was, it was fucking good, dude. I lo- That yeah. was a solid interview. They said they'd love to come back on again. Yeah, and I, I can't wait. Like, I really do hope we can get them back on again and, like... And like you said, like it, by chance, maybe someday do an in-person uh, interview with them. Would be oh, fantastic. God, that would be yeah. awesome just to hang out with but, them. But, yeah, I, we hope you guys enjoyed those interviews. And we're, uh, yeah, we're going to so jump into, into our movie reviews. Our we're going to do some movie reviews. Yeah. Okay. Um, the question is, who went last time? I don't remember. I well, don't remember. No, I went first. You did? Yeah. Because I talked about Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you talked about Death Note. Yep, Death Note and Penny Dreadful. Yeah, (laughs) like how Penny Dreadful is better than Hemlock Grove. You know, it's really upsetting. You know, after we got done doing those interviews. Yeah. Is that the new season of Black Mirror came on? I was like, God. Oh, you mean reviews. Yeah, when we did our reviews yeah. and the new season of Black Mirror came out. Yeah, like you're like, son days. of a bitch. I Because I'm like, that was my chance to talk about Black Mirror and I blew it. <laughs> Fuck. I'm so mad. <laughs> I love that show so much and it's so good. <laughs> and I got so mad. <laughs> like You're like, fucking hate the world. And I was like, I hate my life. I just hope I get a chance to talk about Black Mirror on here someday. Just because, like, God, I fucking love that show. We'll bring it on. We'll figure yeah, it out. Man. Yeah, it's just, it's so good. Anyway, even though this new season is getting flack, it, okay, this is my one thing about oh, this season. Oh, it gets flack every fucking no, 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 no. season. Okay, I do see where the flack is coming on this new season, except for I haven't watched the Miley Cyrus one yet. But all I say, it's really fucking good, but this whole season is really awkward. Like, the first episode, yeah. Vicious Strikers, is a very awkward episode. You feel uncomfortable during the entire thing. Isn't that a good thing, though? Yes and no. Okay. Because when you watch it, you'll understand my uncomfortability okay. with it. But it was still really good. And the ending was just out of fucking nowhere. I'll just text you, hey, I get it. Yeah, you'll see, you'll see why. But anyway, so we're talking about Guilty Pleasure movies. And originally I was going to talk about Sharknado to tie in with our uh, review, like I said in uh, the last episode. But I changed my mind. What? Like last minute, I know I pulled a mat. That never I mean, you t- you pulled you pulled one this time too. How did I pull one this time? Because I know you were going to talk about straw dogs. No, I never was. Oh, I thought you were. No, no, no. No, I want to. Okay, I I could have talked about straw dogs. I really could have, mm-hmm. but instead I was just uh, like, I want to wait for straw dogs. Mm-hmm. I want to wait. And so I was going to talk about truth or dare. Also, I, like I decided to do that one, but then I was like, no. I can use that for, like, a Bloomhouse episode or, like, just che- just cheesy movie episode or something like that. Because it, it, it is. And I was just like, okay, I don't to think of a, a horror movie that I actually like that a lot of people shit on. And I was just like, I, I mean, I see the criticisms, but I love it so much. So I had to talk about the remake of Quarantine. Oh, uh, you mean Wreck? Yeah. Rex American oh, remake. Oh man, that's a. Whoo, I know, I know, it's a whoo. very divisive one, but I oh, love that shit. movie. Oh shit, <laughs> it's gonna it, get fucked up in here. It is, and I okay, don't get me wrong. I know, I understand the reason why people hated on it, but guess what? I saw this one before I saw the Rex one. You know what, man? I'm in that same camp with you, actually. Yeah, and I know. I-, I think me and you both talked about it. Like, we actually enjoyed the movie. Yeah, and then I just remember like, oh, I don't need this right now. But I, and so I was like, man, I liked that movie. It was actually pretty good. I thought it was a. Ri- I thought at the time it was original until right. I found out it was a remake. But I remember yeah. I went and saw. It. it was one of the few few times I got. I hung out with my brother and his ex wife. Um, it was before they got married, but like they invited me out to a movie, and that used to never happen for me. And so we went and saw this, and I remember hearing how she was so excited to see it, but then she hated the movie because she hated the main actress, um, it's uh, Jennifer Carpenter because she's the chick from why the uh, Emily Rose, the uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose, and she's uh, Dexter's sister in Dexter. For those who don't know, recognize that name, but,
1: but she is yeah. cool.
0: I liked her. Yeah, I like her too. <laughs> That's what I just thought it was funny. But uh, anyway, so this is not, for those who don't know the Snots is a quarantine, a television reporter and a cameraman are trapped inside a building quarantined by the CDC after the outbreak of a mysterious virus which turns humans into bloodthirsty killers. Um, it, the remake was directed by John Eric Dodle. Uh, it was written by John Eric Dodle, Drew Dodel. Um, and it stars Jennifer Carpenter, Steve Harris, and Columbus Short. Doodle, 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 That sounds like a uh, sound a Pokemon would make. Yeah. Doodle, doodle chew. Doodle, I choose you. Doodle, 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 doodle. Doodle, doodle. <laughs> but, doodle yeah. Use Quick Attack. <laughs> Cause like. <laughs> super effective it'd be like an electric water type total use bubble are you listening game freak Niantic we made you a new Pokemon you're fucking welcome Nintendo total 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 okay so I, I enjoyed this movie like I like it a lot and honestly I think it gets a lot more hate than it really deserves because it's It's a well done movie and for an American remake like the thing that I thought was so funny is that it's almost a shot for shot remake of Wreck like oh basically a shot for shot remake the only difference is the American version is a little darker like darker lighting than Wreck was. Okay so not atmosphere Um, but just lighting. Yeah and so like and there were great actors and actresses in it like the... The wife from Two and a Half Men, she was in it. I always forget her name. The ex-wife. Yeah, I can't remember her name from it. But yeah, she's in it. There's another, there's this uh, other guy who's in it. He plays the veterinarian in it. And he's like a really well-known actor, but he's one of those guys that I just know his face, not his name. (laughs) Anyways, so like, I mean, it's a good movie. It had good plot. Like you know, like it kind of keeps you in the dark, just like the people you're following, like your protagonist. Well, what is the plot about exactly? I already said the synopsis. I mean, like, how is it unfold? Oh, fault? So they go, Sorry. they get a call, um, so they follow a fire team, um, a firefighting group into this apartment complex for a call about, I think, like a small fire or something. Yeah, um, I can't remember why the fire department was going in there, but so they go in there and then like. Um and so when they're in there like they they hear about they you hear more about like this lady upstairs was bit or like she was really sick this older yeah. lady and I think that's why they were there they were expecting her just to check up on her yeah and then all of a sudden shit just gets real the second they get there like yeah. the CDC closes down uh closes down the building we yep. will let anybody out and they're all yeah. freaking out like how the fuck do we get out of here and like the yeah, CDC's telling them like just stay calm and stay there like just stay where you are. But then, like, all shit just starts getting real. Like, they go up and check on the old lady. And that was one of the scariest scenes is when they go to check on the old lady. And she just turns around and freaks out and rips this guy's neck out and yeah. stuff. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. Like, and then even, because uh, I think it's that same dude, because as they're walking back down the stairs, right, to, like, try to get away from her... Yeah, like, where like, the fireman like, gets chucked it, over the railing. Yeah, and like just and no one land. expects it, and he just like slams right on the floor. Yeah, and it scared the crap out of me when I first saw it. And like, and honestly, the movie holds up for a 2008 film, like because it looked like they used a lot of spe- like practical effects over CGI. Right. So it still holds up today. And that scene where like, there's this great scene, and I totally know the Last Exorcism rips it off when the guy like he's being attacked by one of the zombies the cameraman is and he's just beating her face in with a camera (laughs) and you're like seeing it first person because it's a found footage film right and it's just so fucking intense and you can just hear like the his the fear in the guy's voice at the end of it when they're like are you okay he's like yeah yeah i'm okay and he's cleaning off the lens and everything like oh it's such a good movie and like I hate the fact that everyone hates on it so much because it's like it's really good. And don't get me wrong, I know why, like one of the reasons why uh people uh hated it hated on it was because like the commercials basically give away the plot of the movie. Like it shows you the ending of the movie and the trailers right. and I remember that that. But like you don't think that when you first see it. So Yeah, like honestly I would say go put aside your like your hate on this movie and why you hated it before of just like, oh it's just a American well, like, remake of a good Spanish film and like go back and watch it It was, well, I mean it's it, solid because and it follows like Jennifer Carpenter and her character as she's like kind of thrust into this mystery of this disease that's spreading within this whole like complex yeah and like it gets so much more kind of like vulnerable and dark and decrepit because like what happens is it's just like it's, like, I guess a good way to explain it, it's, like, in a zombie apocalypse film, like, there's, like, a, everyone has to kind of figure out their shit as it hits the fan. Yeah. But there's some time in between before it, like, really hits, where this one, it's just, like, well, right no, they're legitimately un, unprepared. Yeah. Like, the, what if it's, like, worst case scenario, the worst case scenario? Yeah. Because, like, even when someone tries to actually leave the building, they get sniped and shot at. Yeah, I remember one person tries to leave and just get mowed down. Yeah, like, leave. just, boom, just bullet to the head. And, and like, it's, just, it's so it's like it's like such an unnerving feeling because it's yeah. like inside the complex there's these people who are you know infected with the disease that's turned them primal and, mm-hmm. and wants to kill you and you want to escape but you can't escape because you'll get shot you'll you're yeah. either way you're so fucking like, dead so yeah so they're fight. like trying to find a way out of this apartment complex without knowing notifying the cdc yeah so and it's really fucking good and then like Especially near the end, when they realize they have to keep going up instead of getting into the, because originally they're like, we need to get into the sewers, so they want to try and get down, but the the infected are like starting to swarm from the bottom, so they have to keep climbing up to get away from them. It's like, yeah. it's like, what would you do in these split second scenarios and right. stuff? And so it's like, it's so it's good, Ugh, dude. And, and because it's and it's probably one of the first like one of those few like found footage films, like first person POV films, mm-hmm. that actually is is a really good job yeah will, it was I, good film quality for a con I will hold that against that though just at some points it's like way too shaky yeah I will give it that and like and another thing like and I and I know another reason it was hit on shit on is because it came out in 2008 when the found footage was just everywhere and everyone yeah. was just like oh my god another found footage film oh my god another found footage film so it was definitely from fatigue but like the reason why I want to talk about this movie is because like It talked about, I saw a video where this was, like, a a ten, like, top ten worst, like, American remakes or something like that. Yeah. On what culture. Yeah. And Ash, me and, like, she usually has, uh, me and her have usually the same taste, so I like her videos. Yeah. But when she started shitting on quarantine, I was like, eh, fuck you, Ash. That's it. Fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about anymore. Yeah. Ash from what culture. That's the one time I disagree with you. I think that's the biggest thing we fool ourselves every time is thinking any of them listen to us. I know. <laughs> it's like you know we have listeners in the UK, maybe, maybe. You know, you never know. Yeah, yeah. I love you, Ash. But <laughs> it's still, it's still a far <laughs> shot. But I doubt it. I know. But yeah, so I. It's it's a good movie. Like I definitely say, if you haven't seen it in a while, go back and watch it. And re, and like. Watch it as its own movie, not the fact that it's a wreck remake and the wreck, and the yeah. wreck's the superior film and stuff like that. Cause I mean, because I like it, I enjoyed it, and I thought it was really, really good. They it, did it, so many things right, especially with like the panic, the pandemic, and the atmosphere is really good of just constant. Like, you never, they never let up throughout the whole movie. You're constantly having your heart pumped, like, once they take care of one zombie, then something else happens, and then another thing, and then another thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, once the zombie, like, it's, uh, once somebody, I, I I don't want to, because I can't give, I don't want to give it away, Mm -hmm. but there is, like, the scene where, like, you think it's just going to be a person standing in a hallway, yeah, and it just escalates. Yeah, and keeps escalating every single time, yeah. and it's just it's really unnerving because it's it's kind of the like a uh, how worse is this scene gonna get for this person? Yeah, and one, and the other thing that I really liked about this movie no music. Oh yeah, throughout the whole movie, there's re- no music, and it's that's super like rare in a big budget Hollywood film, because like I mean Cloverfield even had fucking music at some points. Or intense, like yeah. This had none of it. No. And so the when it was quiet, you were like, it was really weird. <laughs> like cause, especially because yeah, you're like it. listening too, right? Yeah. Like because it, it's putting you in the shoes of the cameraman. And so like when I remember watching it in theater, like when it was super quiet, especially at the end when they were trying to be super quiet and like uh, avoid the doctor and stuff. Yeah. I, I was sitting on the edge of my seat. I was like, huh, <laughs> <laughs> huh, <laughs> Shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah. and like, and I think that's one reason why Outlast gets me so fucking bad It's because it's like PTSD from way back when When I first saw this movie Because it's the same thing It's all in that like uh, night vision from a camera And that's how Outlast is played And it's super quiet throughout that whole movie So it's like this in the movie Just like Outlast in the game And it's just, oh it's so good So definitely go back Just go back and give quarantine another try Like it's a solid movie and, and it's definitely you, underrated. And if you haven't watched it, this is our invitation to check it out yeah, now. Yeah, go check it out. It's a, If you want, like, a fresh ta- fresher take on a zombie movie, I'm not going to say a fresh take because there's, there's so many ways you can do it. But I would say a fresh take but on, like, American person, zombie. Or even, like, a first person final footage film. Yeah, and it, it was. It was actually a fresh breather. To me it was, especially when it included the zombies, just because, like, at that time, there wasn't a whole lot of like found footage zombie films. I feel like there were at least big ones. I know Guillermo del Toro, not Guillermo del Toro. Oh my God, Romero! Yes, George A. Romero Got came it. out with his found footage zombie film, um, Video of the Dead, or something like that. Yeah, Diary of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, which was it was that one was decent. It, was it wasn't one of his best works, but it was definitely one of his more inspired works. Yeah, like it was good. Like that's how I enjoyed it for what it was. But yeah, go back and watch Quarantine. It, uh, go, either go back and watch it or watch it for the first time. It's a, it's solid. It's a good movie. Do it. Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix or anything because I own this movie, so that's how I watched it. Burr. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, if you ha- hate on this movie, I can kind of see why. But honestly, like, but that's it whole doesn't point deserve how week. much you're hating. It's guilty pleasures. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm defending it. I like this movie. Here's a, some fun trivia about it. Um, but, uh, I'm not, both, Juame Balagueto Gwe- and Paco Plaza, directors of the original movie Wreck from 2007, have expressed their big dissatisfaction with this movie. I'm going against the original directors too. Jesus. Ooh, um, I know. Um, I mean, I could see why their movie got remade within a year of it, their original coming out. So I could kind of, I yeah. understand that. And yeah, I will say, to one year to remake a really good horror movie is it's that's that I'll give that a big con. Um, the apartment complex was set uh, was a set, but a fully functioning one with four floors. Oh, okay, I get what they were trying to say. Is uh, they built a fully functioning apartment complex basically, um, and it was shot in chronological order. So that's kind of cool, especially for a found footage film where you know how most films they'll shoot this scene and then they'll shoot a scene that comes way after and then a scene that comes way before, you know that that the work that they got. Yeah. This whole movie was shot um all in chronological order. Which I think is really cool. That's pretty rare. Um, let's see It took 4 hours for Doug Jones to get into his full body prosthetic. His role required him to film for just one day. Oh uh, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> wow. um the average shot was between uh four to six minutes long um, it was not screened for US critics <laughs> which I think is kind of funny huh um it's a remake of wreck Rec 2 was filmed in the same building but quarantine 2 terminal wasn't filmed in the same building but in a plane and an abandoned building um I will say quarantine 2 was very much a letdown. Yeah, um, I that one that one kind of bugged me out. I was oh, a little... this is actually kind of cool. Both Jennifer Carpenter and Steve Harris have starred as comic book characters in the Batman saga. Carpenter um, would go on to voice Selena Kyle in Gotham by Gaslight, and Harris voiced Detective Ian Bennett slash Clayface in the Batman two thousand four to two thousand eight. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Oh, um. It apparently, also oh. was not screened for U.S. critics. No, I already said that. Oh, sorry. This is kind of cool. All rabies symptoms in the film are depicted accurately, because that's the whole thing in the film. They're saying it's a terrible uh, rabies virus. <laughs> they didn't know it was zombies. Yeah. Um. Oh, Jennifer, Car- and this is kind of cool. So this is about the end. Um, spoiler. So skip ahead like thirty seconds. Okay. Or no, about I'm gonna say fifty. 50- Five seconds, just so I can read this. Okay, in three two two one. Jennifer Carpenter specifically asked that she never see the attic set. That way she would know nothing about what to expect to see there, let alone be familiar with any of its geography. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's actually like a really nifty like um, improv acting in a film. Like Ooh. the very end where she can't yeah. see anything, so that's all like straight up her freaking the fuck out in the attic. <laughs> so I think that's pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah, go back and watch this movie. And I know like there's a lot of hate and stigma around it because it's an American remake, and very few of those do really well. I think it was very, done very well. So yeah, go watch Quarantine. It's a good. It's a solid zombie movie. Do it now. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. You do it now. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. definitely, definitely. Let's give it some. Uh, let's give it some love. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. jumping into mine, I decided to. I already talked about it on Monday's episode, but I. I took a suggestion from our listener participation corner on Monday, and I actually uh, took a movie that they suggested, and I'm going to give a, give some props out to this individual in particular because it is their movie that I chose, and it's their He's movie. i trying to find the person. That's why he keeps ranting on about yep, it. Yep, totally am. So, <laughs> uh, big thank you to Deborah Laird, at Deborah underscore Laird. Uh, she suggested Frailty on our listener participation corner, and I decided to do this movie. And so, Frailty yeah, came I'm out in 2001. Fairly upset about it. I'm sorry. I know, it's all right. And so, it, it, it's, uh, it's, i uh, sorry, it's just like, I feel bad. <laughs> uh, it's directed, surprisingly, by Bill Paxton, written by Brent Hanley, and stars Bill Paxton, Matthew McConaughey, and Powers Booth. God, Bill Paxton's so good in this movie. So the synopsis is a mysterious man arrives at the (laughs) offices of an FBI agent and recounts his childhood, how his religious fanatic father received visions telling him to destroy people who were in fact, quote, demons, unquote. So with that being said, that's my movie review. No. (laughs) Uh, So I, I did appropriately title this one, would you like a side of biscuits with your cup of frail tea? Get I, out! I had a hard time coming up with a good title for this one. That was the I, That took me like ten minutes. I was really upset with how long that took me. I could have done. I feel like I could have still not still done better. But anyways, right. my original notes was I'm gonna quarantine the haters. Oh, yeah. that's better than mine. <laughs> But then it got deleted. Oh. <laughs> so I t- had a rough week, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> so a few pros I have for this movie, which is going to be all my pros basically, is this is probably one of Matthew McConaughey's more underappreciated roles. Yeah, like, like it's just this is pre like what is this? Uh, do, what is that movie with Jared Leto? He's in uh, something like Million Dollar Club. Oh, the. Uh, the Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. Thank you. Yeah, it was like before that. It was before Interstellar. Um, Way before Interstellar. Yeah, it was, and it's just he did a really good job mm-hmm. in this movie playing someone who's like been affected by trauma. Yeah. Um. So it, you know, as the movie unfolds, we we find out that Matthew McConaughey is the grown-up version of you know of the teenager he was with his father, who was the original uh, God's Hand Killer and so he comes to this FBI agent's office and says I know who the God's Hand Killer is Mm -hmm. you know and he recounts his childhood of Bill Paxton who Bill Paxton plays as Matthew McConaughey's dad when he's a teenager and you know Bill Paxton does a really good job at showing the crazed psyche of a serial killer yeah because he's cold and calm yep yep and he believes he has he he believes he has vindication and, and what he's doing you know and it's he it's it's kind of like a cut from the book of of a circular. He gets a vision, in the middle of the night. God comes down, and talks to him, says you have to kill these demons. You mm-hmm. need to find this these three weapons to kill these demons, and I will give you a list of the first seven demons you have to kill. And he's like believes in this, and he's telling his boys, um, you know, this is what we got to do. This is what we're doing now. This, this is, is our, our job. destiny. Yeah, and it's like. And it's one, it's polarizing not only just because it's like, he does a really good job at showing like the crazy psyche of a serial killer and how that goes, but it's just Bill Paxton as like a serial killer, like yeah. the guy from like fucking uh, Field of Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> like, aliens. Yeah. Well, aliens makes more sense. I but- know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> I remember Bill Paxton from um, Twister. Yeah, fucking Twister. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, and, like, it's when just, When I like, saw this movie, I was like, he was such a good guy. Usually, yeah, he plays, like, usually a heroic role, and just for him to play someone so twisted and, and messed up in the head is just, like, mm. fuck, like, it's really polarizing, dude. Like, seeing him wield a double-headed axe and kill people? Yeah, man. Like, it's fucking, oof, man. Super unreal. I had to make it a pro. I had to make it a pro. Yeah, like, it I- just, it works for it. I will argue that it works for it. Yeah, he's Um, so good in this movie. It's such a good movie. It really is. And and speaking of, like, the serial killer psyche, like, his, like, the descent into madness is shown and told really well. So, you know, we see Matthew McConaughey talking about when he was a teenager, about how, like, when his dad's talking about how he has this mission from God now, Mm -hmm. it's the family's mission, how it just feels like a dream. Yeah. Like, because he's basically expressing that, the whole situation is so surreal that they went from a quaint you know, small little family on this little, you know in this little house trying to just get by accepting that their mother's gone Yeah. it's now their family murderers so it feels like a dream and then eventually when later on in the movie you know, Matthew McConaughey makes the the, his character makes the statement you know, the dream ended yep The, and that's that's just how you know that th- this sent into trauma and madness for all of them, kind of just finally sank in that this is their life now, mm-hmm. um, and it's such like a brutal kind of like line to be given too, mm-hmm. and it shows the trauma of the song of of both sons in a polarizing manner where yeah, man, where, where Matthew because Ma- like where Matthew McConaughey's character Fenton, sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say, like, I was trying not to give, like, names. But, um, because that becomes a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, don't worry. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm navigating but, this like, really well. Well, it's just the, the dichotomy because the younger brother wants to follow this life so bad. And then the older brother, who Bill Paxton's, you know, the entire time he's like, you're going to carry on my, my dream. Yeah. You know, it's because you're the oldest. You're the most responsible. Like, yes. just seeing him, like, fight it. Yeah. But then his little brother is just like no, little we got do it. Yeah, yeah. It, like Adam's like just um, putting he, their. He's dad, enamored, yeah, by he's, this, and just wants to be part of his dad's mission yeah. so bad. But like Bill Paxton, he's just always like, no, this is for your older brother. It's his destiny, like to follow in these footsteps, and like you'll have you'll find your own path. And, like just always pushing the younger son aside in a sense, because he yeah. wants the older one to take up the mantle. It's just God. It's good. No, I, yeah, no, I agree, man, like, and you see that a lot, too, because you see, like, 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 you just said it, man, like, during your son, Adam, who just sees, like, he agrees with his dad, he's like, like, there's a scene in the movie where Fenton and Adam are arguing, where Fenton's trying, Fenton's trying to, like, speak mm-hmm. to Adam, and be like, dad's a murderer now, we need to run away, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, Adam's just like, dad's not a murderer, he's a demon slayer, yeah, like, they we've never killed a living thing yeah like even even bill paxton's character is just like i've never killed a living thing yeah these are all demons one, once i touch these individuals their sins will become apparent and you'll see it yeah and like adam's just like i've seen it like fenton i've seen it like i'll pray for you yeah i'll pray for you and just like that twisted like brainwashing just like is really just like unnerving which i'll say the the actor who plays adam uh as a young kid um is actually the same actor who uh, plays Peter Pan in, in the live-action Peter Pan film. Yeah, uh, I was like, eh. I was like, so I guess he really did go to Neverland. <laughs> that isn't like a spoiler. I just thought it'd be really funny. Yeah. Um. So you know, it also has like it's really intense moments. So there's a scene where um, uh, Bill Paxton's character makes uh Fenton's character or not Fenton's character makes Fenton um, dig a hole. Ten by t- ten by fifteen and like ten mm-hmm. feet deep, I think, uh, or like fifteen deep, feet deep. Either way, point blank, he makes him dig this hole, and he did, he digs this hole for like five days straight, and like Fenton's being very against their time, be like, I'm not going to pray to God once, and I did not pray to God once this entire time I dug this hole, mm-hmm. and so finds out that he's digging the hole to make a cellar. Yeah, and so when they finally get the cellar built, and they bring down the first victim into the cellar, and like. It's a very intense scene. Yeah, dude. Like, because it's just like... It's like, now you built this, now you're gonna kill someone in it. Yeah, now you're gonna finally kill your first demon. Yes. It's just like, fuck! Like, and it's, <laughs> it's, like, very intense for that scene. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I also do... I With this all being a really dark, decrepit movie, I will say the setting is very nice. It's, like, in a small town in Texas, and it's actually just a very quaint kind of, like stand by me mm-hmm. kind of like small town setting and i just really liked it i'm gonna point that it's like a really weird thing to point out but i'm also the same person who got like really fucking mad at the protagonist and killer clowns from outer space like choice and sweaters so <laughs> yeah i mean it really be be that surprising that i'm gonna have these weird pros um so and there's also a really good twist and i'm gonna touch on the twist but i want to do my cons first before i get to the twist So the twist, man. So my cons real quick is that the intro, and I'm gonna do this to every fucking horror movie that does it, I don't care how much I love it, I'm gonna do it every single time. The intro is too goddamn long. It is too now I get why the intro's there. It's talking it's showing like newspaper clippings and happenings of what of the serial killer within the town, right? Yeah. Like it's supposed to like create that foreboding like you know, atmosphere, but foreboding doesn't always equal entertaining. Yes it does. Sir. For f- for fuck's sake, if your intro is a minute long and that shit is happening on <laughs> is going on like and you're just showing like words and nothing's really progressing the story, I'm sorry. It's just not fucking entertaining to me, man. So did you like, not like the like the intro to the Hills of Eyes remake? No, I, I hate intros like that. Really? I loved it. Like like Ginger Snaps? Mm-hmm. Like its intro was actually fucking good. Oh I thought the remake's good. I'll have to watch again. But point being is that I, I like, like Ginger Snaps did a really good like intro because it showed yeah. like the like the sisters killing each other for a class project. Yeah, like that carried on well. Yeah. But this is just I hate foreboding doesn't equal entertaining. Okay, there's a way to do it right, but if you're only relying on forebodings, it's just gonna be boring. I'm sorry, it sucks. Um, the sheriff in this movie sucks at his job. I hate the sheriff because at mm-hmm. one point Fenton actually goes to the sheriff's office. And he's like, "You gotta come! My dad's fucking killing people!" Right, <laughs> like, right. And he's just like, "Like I'll show you. Come to the cellar." And like the sheriff doesn't believe the boy at all. Yeah. Like, and he's just like, "Well, I guess we'll go look." And gets him in trouble with his dad. His dad ends up locking him in his cellar for like yeah. fucking a week. Yep. And it's just like such like a. And then the sheriff gets fucking killed because he didn't listen. Nope. Like, it's, it goes in with that stereotype of, like, every horror movie when it comes to cops. It's like, for some reason, cops forget their common sense. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't know, if this kid is absolutely certain that, the, like, I just, I don't know, it just fucking made me mad. <laughs> like, God damn it like, you're you're a cop in a small town, stop, like, you have crazy people. I'm in a small town, nothing happens here. Burp, burp, oh, your burp. dad's a killer, huh? All right. I'm not gonna Hey, Mr. You. Killer, your son's saying you're a killer. What's that in your hand? <laughs> yeah. You want to come over for tea, officer? Sure. It's oh, scary. is that an axe, dude? Because you're the killer? Oh. Cuts his head off, and his head just keeps rolling. and keeps on. Oh, you oh, cut my, my head off. off. So that means you're the killer, right? No, oh, whatever. You should probably keep your son oh, on a so, tight leash. You know, boys will be boys, I suppose, and dead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also got to give this movie... was a little disappointed. It's a definite one out of five buckets of gore. Mine was definitely a good four. <sighs> Yeah, yours was. Um, <laughs> I, I, just, I was really bummed out by that, time. man. Like, I'm not gonna hold it against the movie, but it's just for a serial killer movie, it really kind of just bummed me out, man. Like, well, I thought we were, I was gonna get shown more. Like, I I get why, I get I get it why, but it's it's still just like demons because they're demons. Demons don't have blood. But it's just fucking. It's just it just <laughs> bummed me out, man. It's it's just it's not enough gore. There should be more gore. That's all I'm getting at. So shall we talk about the twist ending? So the twist ending. So, if you don't, I, wait, this is gonna be one time, like every time that I strongly recommend that if you don't want this spoiled for you, and I skip ahead. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Well, if you haven't seen this movie, you should definitely skip ahead because I would you, give you about a minute, a minute, let's say a minute and a half. So yep. one minute and thirty seconds. I'm gonna give you five, four, three, two. Right, so this is the spoiler section of, 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 of my movie, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about right now. Um, so, here's the thing that really bums me out about the fucking movie. Is is that it, it, it doesn't bum me out because it's actually a good twist, but it bummed me out at first. So, we find out that Matthew McConaughey is actually Adam. Yep. Is the little brother, and he's like pretending to be Fenton. He took yep. Fenton's identity. And everything. Because he actually came and found Fenton. Because he was on the list. Yeah. So Adam's like, I was always planning to kill my brother Fenton, but he needed to appear on the list. Yeah. And so one day he just did. He went and found his brother Fenton and killed him. And so the entire time that Adam, that we think Fenton is actually talking to the FBI agent, yeah, because, it's actually Adam. And, yeah. Because all the all the like. Um, and so Adam like lures the FBI sorry. agent to the Rose Garden where they hide all the bodies, and finds out that the FBI agent was also on Adam's list because the FBI agent murdered his own mother. Yeah. And so it, it becomes this fucking scene where it's just like, holy shit, like, he, the FBI agent played into the hands of Adam, and then when they follow up on on the killer, they follow up on the missing, uh, you know, FBI agent, they find out they can't find him, and he, they talk straight to Adam as he's a sheriff in the town. Yeah. And it's just like... It's so just it's the entire time they're interviewing, trying to figure out what happened to Adam. Yeah, because Adam got disappeared, and then he's talking. He's like, "We just want to." Uh, and Fenton, quote unquote, Fenton was like, "Yeah, he's dead." And there we go. Oh, God. There we go. That was the end of our spoilers. Sorry, Dude. there we, we should have put him more time for that one, but that yeah. No, you go watch it. Just go watch the movie. Yeah, that was a. Uh, that was fucking rough, man. Uh, it, it, I mean, like, rough in the best way possible because it's just, like, that moment where you're, like, yelling at the screen that you know the
1: answer and yeah. you're just like, Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, dude, like, when I first saw this twist ending, like, fuck, I did not see it coming. Yeah. Because, like, when it happened, it was one of those moments where I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> I have seen enough movies like this that I did see it coming, but I didn't, I didn't expect it the way it was going to do it. Yeah. Like I, because I, because I just saw, because I knew, cause I can't talk about it now because yeah. the spoiler's over. Yeah. But, but point, point being is that this is a fantastic fucking movie. Frailty is great. Thank you to uh, to Deborah for suggesting it. Um, and it's just a good fucking movie. Uh, you can watch it if you have a account, a stars account on Amazon. You can watch it for free, or you can go on Amazon and rent it for a two ninety nine right now. I definitely recommend that you watch it. It's definitely worth your time, and it also like it has a good pacing the entire time. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't drag when it can totally drag. It actually keeps a good pace, and it gets it done. It gets the movie done, and 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 that's what I love about it. It tells its story. Um, so a few interesting trivia facts: Bill Paxton used the same beer can the entire filming of the movie because they could only find one Hams beer can like that from 1979. The can was, quote-unquote, opened off-camera, and a sound effect added for popping its top. Explained the director, director commentary at around 52 minutes. Director, directors James Cameron, Sam Raimi, and author Stephen King all singled out Frailty 2001 for high praise. King consider, considered it one of the best horror movies of its year. The film is set Mm -hmm. in Texas and has three Texas-born actors, top-billed stars. Oh, yeah. Bill Paxton, Matthew McConaughey, and Paris Booth. Go figure. Mm -hmm. Um, The demon-destroying axe is inscribed with the letters Otis, O-T-I-S. The significance of this writing is never given. Fans have speculated that Otis uh, Mikes is the true name of Bill Paxton's character, uh, Dad, Others believe Otis to be an acronym for Only the Innocent Survive. Well, actually, when asked why the axe used by his character That's has why the I name I'm going to read Otis. that one first. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Card into the handle. Paxton said that he wanted the axe to have its own personality and to be unique. He found the name in Pasadena when he was there scouting for locations to film. Paxton met a homeless man and offered to give him some money. The homeless man did not want charity, so Paxton instead offered to. By the use of the man's name for his movie, the homeless man's name was Otis. Oh, man, that's really fucking rad. Yeah, Dude, Bill Paxton was a his- oh, cool God. guy. Dude, he still <laughs> is, too. Um, huh? He still is. No, I know. Like, I know he's... I get it. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, he still is. Like, it, that's never left. Yeah. Like, I fucking love Bill Paxton. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Like... Anyways. Um,
0: putting the name Otis on the axe was completely director Bill Paxton's invention according to Brent Hanley at around 56 minutes in the writer community commentary at around 1 hour and 30 minutes in the production commentary it is noted that Paxton put the name Otis on the axe to market so that the audience would know that it is, it is an heirloom passed from father to son Hmm. yeah and I still just can't like like, I it was nice I'm sorry, like it was just nice seeing Bill Paxton in this movie. Yeah. It's been like two years, but it's still nice. Um Jeremy yeah. Sumter, last one, Jerry Sumter, who was cast as younger brother Adam, originally auditioned for the role Fenton. Mm. Just one quick Bill Paxton um oh, sorry. No no, not from for the movie. I just wanna throw a fun fact about Bill Paxton. Oh, okay. He's the only person to be killed by an alien and a predator. Ah. Huh. Huh. Or him, I think it's him and the guy who plays Waylon Yutani. huh? Or Waylon, uh, we miss you, Bill Paxton. Yes, we do. The world is a is a colder place without <laughs> you, without having you in it. Yep. But yeah, so definitely go check out Quarantine again and check out Frailty. Mm-hmm. So those were those, those were our guilty pleasure movies. And if you want to be caught up with everything we're doing and be involved in our listener participation corner, please like us and follow us on Facebook. Search so us just up at Punkercore Podcast. Or you can like us and follow us on our Twitter, where the majority of the action happens at official PRHP or mm-hmm. um, Instagram, punk rock horror podcast official and punk rock horror podcast hashtag PRHP podcast. If you want to support the show, please go over to our Patreon and consider becoming a patron for only just at least $2 a month, and you'll get access to content before anyone else, get a shout out on the podcast, and you will also. Get access to our bonus show, the Punk Rock Half Hour of Power, where yeah. we, you know, continue the conversation with our very own and also CPRA's very own Lala. Uh, please go on and check it out. We have limited, uh, you know, we have limited sales on merch right now. All this, all items are discounted ten to fifteen percent off. Please get yourself a shirt today um, or some stickers. Yeah. I, except I don't know if the, I don't think the are, stickers are discounted because those are pretty cheap as is. I mean, discounted shirt, man yeah so so come on guys. take a picture of yourself in it send Send us us. those pictures we will put them on our instagram we'll put on our facebook and we'll put them on our twitter thank you again ghouls and gals this is the month of the ghouls and gals we are going to be doing everything we can to bring out some of the best content to you and uh yeah yeah stay and honestly hope everyone had a great pride month uh, yeah for our we hope you had a great and safe pride month hope everything was good for you guys this month so Stay tuned. Keep, Please keep sharing us with your family, friends, and coworkers. And with that being said, podcast over. Podcast over. Bye. Bye.